Welcome to the Rob and Kale Podcast. Rob Sanders. Clemson is going to kick the shit out of the South Carolina Gamecocks probably for the next 10 years every time they run across each other. Kale Carolina Jackpot Hall. The South Carolina Gamecocks are weaker than a plate full of piss. The Rob and Kale Podcast. And welcome into the Rob and Kale Podcast. I'm Rob Sanders. Thanks for joining us here this evening. I have a podcast uh, co-host, partner, friend, best damn Gamecock YouTuber on the planet. He's also the king of the potato chip. He is Mr. Carolina Jackpot, Kale Hall. Kale, what's up, buddy? What's up, everybody? I, I don't know if I'm the king uh, of the potato chip. Um, you know, I definitely enjoy the chips. Uh, some days I feel like the queen, um, but yeah. I, I think you're the king of the potato chip. That's just me. Yeah, I was uh, definitely uh, doing some sweating this afternoon, uh, delivering potato chips about 2 o'clock. Um, you know, it's not fun uh, driving a box truck down uh, a bumpy-ass road in Lawrence County, and uh, you develop butt sweat. Not so are, you the, are you the king of the butt sweat? I was today. I okay. absolutely was. Uh, shout out to the folks already checking in. Gamecock Chuck, Elijah Allen, Big Barney Ross, who is a um, who's promised me a video of him doing something. We need we, that needs to happen. Big Barney Ross, uh, Allen V is here. Brandon Coon is here. Uh, Pete McGaha says, "Howdy, wild men from Maggie Valley Mafia." Are you? I, I didn't know Maggie Valley had a mafia. Did you, Jackpot? Uh, no, I didn't. Um, well, well, hey, if we're if someone from a mafia is into it, we're cool with you. We don't we don't want bad bad vibes from the mafia of any sort. Holy shit! <laughs> um, Rob has an SEC bias. Says when's the next bourbon review? Look, Big Barney Ross. Is, he writes when he he's creative. He writes all that stuff on his own. When he sends it to me, I'll be happy to post it. So. Not not pressuring him, but uh, you're you're like the third person that's asked me about that. People love the Big Barney Ross bourbon reviews at uh, robandkaleshow.com. Go over there and check those out. Uh, Thomas wants to know why you don't have an AC in that truck. Because um, it didn't come with one. I don't know. They, they, they built that truck without an air conditioner. It's just got a vent. has a fan. I got two fans that plug into the cigarette lighter, like one of those that attaches to the, to the ceiling. But I mean, this, that ain't near enough. I mean, it'll, I have to open the doors up. I had to open the doors up today when I was driving home, like on both sides and right home that way. Tight. You got to air condition that ass jackpot. You can't have a sweaty ass. No, no one wants, no one wants potato chips from a sweaty ass, sir. Well, Ah, <clears throat> oh, goodness. B Bean says, oh, Jackpot changed his name back to Carolina Jackpot. I assure you that Jackpot, he don't care. Oh, we don't care. We don't care. Exactly. All right, so we're going to talk spring game reactions in a moment. Also, we'll get into some of the stuff with the FPI and whatever the hell else we can come up with this evening, Jackpot. First of all, We'll thank our sponsors, Callaway's Bar and Grill out in West Columbia, Highway 1, Diagonal from the Walmart, 
folks have asked about us doing like an opening show for the uh, for the start of the season. I talked with Mike Muse about that yesterday. We can do that. I don't know if we'll have enough. I want to make we have enough folks that want to turn out for that. And uh, uh oh, it's the jackpot blackout again. But we'll see how that goes. Jackpot, you know your camera just blacked out, right? What yeah, someone's trying to call me on the freaking phone. I don't know what the hell. Yeah, they heard you had a sweaty butt. They wanted to make sure you had a fan. I'm, I'm on my... Dang it. <laughs> Maybe important, Jackpot. You need to take that call, buddy. You not, be somebody that's, no, okay. it can't be. Mom, I don't know. Maybe, you know, it could have been somebody, you know, got hit by a no, car. No, her mom is here. Mom didn't answer the telephone, so the immediate reaction is to turn around and call me. Well, that's because you are, you are, you are, uh, you know. I'm yeah. a man of the people. I understand that, but. Oh, you're, 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 you're the, you're the dad in her eyes too, man. She looks at you like, hey, pop, help me fix this shit. Tell me you hadn't sent that girl some Venmo money. That happens. My daughter sends me my daughter sends me uh, this thing from Copper. She's got a Copper card and it just says $5 food. D nothing else, just food. Like like me and her mother don't feed her. So, yeah, that happens. Really? Absolutely. Oh my so, goodness. Well, anyway, Let's thank Callaway's Bar and Grill. We're going to get into that later on. Do do we want to do a live show before the season starts? Maybe we'll see. It's up in the air right now. Uh, also, we yeah, have we a normally we're doing one um, rivalry week. Yeah, um, yeah, and uh, we didn't have that this year. Well, I, I think we're going to set and rock. We're going to do that, uh, but you know, we'll uh, we'll iron that out as we get closer to the season. Big Barney Ross says yes to a live show. Well, Big Barney Ross, you need to come to the live show if, if, if we do a live show. So yeah, I that. mean, last time we uh we had what? We had someone from uh what what those old boys come? They came from Georgia, right? Oh yeah, they came from Georgia. They enjoyed the show. We had a good little show that evening. I think I think it'll be better to have the show here in Columbia because uh South Carolina and Clemson play in Columbia this year, and that's gonna be as we sit right now, that's probably one of the more anticipated non-conference matchups of the season. I, I think, would you agree, Jackpot? Uh, yeah, this, this girl's yeah. driving me nuts right now. Do you need to just take a call? Like we can do no, this? No, I, 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 I told her she could use my YouTube TV. And she's sitting here trying to sign into it over somewhere else at whoever's house, and it's wanting me to goddamn on here uh, to, to, to say that, yes, it's me trying to sign in. Uh, stop sending me freaking text messages so this thing will come through. God, oh, freaking mighty. Welcome to having a teenage daughter. <laughs> well, no, I mean, no. I mean, we're not doing this shit. Yeah, I'm on the live show. I know that you have to have a verification. What? Well, just stop. Jason says that was me and wait Jared. until I get done. I mean, me and no. Jared. It was great to hang with it. Yeah, it was a great show. And Callaway's, you can agree, was a nice place. We all had a good time. Uh, Rob has an SEC bias. Says he was there. I don't remember anyone introducing themselves as Rob has an SEC bias, but okay. Mr. Boogie says Jackpot's butt sweat is equivalent to Clemson's recruiting rankings right now. Hmm. I have a 20th <laughs> ranked butt sweat. Uh, Lisa says she will come to the live show. 
she's been to our live shows before. Mayhem Matthew says he'll come to the live show. All right. Well, we've got, you know, at least three or four there. So, yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see how that works out. I, I Do you guys want to do a preseason or do you want to do, do rivalry week or what do you want to do? Let me know. We'll figure that out. BB wants to know if you can say shit on YouTube. I just said it. So there's that. All right, so recruit. Uh, we have to do Dennis Wilson, DNC Trucking and Transport, who I spoke with today. Actually, we got to read Big Barney Ross's $20 super chat first. Thank you for the $20, sir. He says, when Florida players gets arrested for shoplifting at Kohl's this season, they should be able to post bail with Kohl's cash. <laughs> Damn it, Big Barney Ross. Uh, I, I would have posted that just for you. You know, we appreciate the $20, sir, but that, that's funny enough to be posted by its own. Uh, Rob has an SEC bias says he was Tom Brady at the time. Are you schizo? You just all over the place, multiple personalities. It's okay. Uh, Jason says Dennis was ready for anything wearing his bulletproof vest that night. That's true. All right. So let's thank Dennis Wilson, DNC trucking and transport fireside chats with uncle jackpot. Uh, Jackpot, tell us a nice little story here this spring. I'm going to kill this freaking YouTube thing. Um, uh, sucks to be Gamecock. Our school is loved by old Jello pop creeper Bill Cosby. We all wear the same shirt with our logo on it. Sucks to be Gamecock. Go Tigers. Yeah, in case you missed it, Bill Cosby, the first time he goes out in public, what's he wearing? A Gamecock sweatshirt. Well, I mean, you know, maybe the famous people, I mean, you know, <laughs> like the Gamecocks. I mean, he was probably around a bunch of alumni up there in jail. <laughs> okay, well, you know, I mean, before uh, he, well, I mean, before he went to jail, I mean, mm. he was pretty well. I mean, universally loved. You know, I mean, uh, all people of, of ill report uh, have got have have some kind of team. You know, I mean, I heard you know Jeffrey Dahmer was a big Brewers fan. Of course. He um, was. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, did, I mean, did you see uh, uh, Ted Bundy and his Florida State shirt? Sure. So, I mean, why can't Bill Cosby be a Gamecock fan? Hey, man, if you want to welcome Bill Cosby to the Gamecock fan base, that's on you, sir. We'll get you a Bill. Get you a Bill Cosby. Some of them Jello pudding pops. You like the Jello pudding pops? The little chocolate ones. Come on. <laughs> Don't lie. Everybody <laughs> loved those back in the day. <laughs> so jackpot's not for canceling bill cosby that's what we've learned this evening you know I, I worry about doing a live show with jackpot because if i say some shit like that to him he might just slap the shit out of me because uh, i mean i've said enough shit to him in uh remotely where he, he owes me a good shot here or there you remember when so, he was um do you remember when he was uh when he did the Fat Albert cartoon? I do. Here's Fat Albert school. You know, my my favorite live show memory with Jackpot is that we we just finished up our live show and we're walking towards the bar, and this group of young ladies walks up to us and says, "Do y'all like black women?" Jackpot's face turned as red as a beet, and I, I of course you know me, I didn't skip a beat. Who doesn't? And just turned around and walked off. Just left Jackpot there holding the bag. <laughs> you deal with that, sir. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for that. <laughs> I thought that was great. 
But anyway, that's the kind of stuff that happens at our live show. People are funny. So there's that. Uh, Brock wants to know, do you think when Dahmer hears athletes say we about to eat before a game, his stomach starts to growl? Uh, that's funny. All right. Well, uh, jackpot, we've got, uh, we've got the, uh, a spring game reaction. First of all, uh, from what I gather, sir, are you, are you a fan of Lenora Sellers right now? Um, I had his glasses earlier, uh, <laughs> I put on at the end of my video. So yeah, I mean, my gosh, I mean, that guy was just, I mean, he, 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 well, I mean, he tried too hard <laughs> at the spring game. It's like, um, it's like his first time, uh, you know, on a football field or something. And, uh, you know, but I mean, he has all this talent and, um, you know, just some, that one play that he, that he made when the, the ball was snapped over his head and he picked it up off the damn bounce. Did you, did you see that? And I did. And he was still trying threw it across, I mean, it, it threw it against his body, I mean, and, and damn near completed the thing. Yeah. I mean, that, uh, that, been, I mean, it was, that was very impressive. Would you agree with that? I, I think so. And, you know, to be honest, when somebody tries that hard in a meaningless spring game, I mean, you, you kind of half like him, I mean, regardless of who it is, you know? Yeah, and I mean, and it's just because, I mean, that's just who he is. I mean, it's yeah. not, I mean, it wasn't like, you know, like Rudy uh, level, you know, trying when I'm on the scout team to, you know, go out here at hundred miles an hour and, you know, knock the, uh, knock the first string defense around or whatever, just because I'm trying to prove a point. I mean, I think right. that's just who he is. And, you know, and I, you know, I've received some um, criticism uh, from some of the Gamecock fans over the weekend, which is fine, uh, stating that I think that Luke Doty, I think the guy's playing out of position. I really do. And everybody will, well, well, jackpot, you know, um, the, the receivers dropped the ball every time he threw it. I what? Mean, what? Okay. I, you know, I didn't see that. I saw some overthrows. Okay, so there's also, and, and I'm just telling you what I've read there, um, it seems like there was a good section of Gamecock fans that were really wanting Doty to do well and were kind of upset when because of the way that the other young man played because, in my opinion, if we were playing a football game tomorrow and I was head coach of your team, he would be my number two quarterback. Sorry, that's it's the way that about, it would be. It's all about Jimmy's and Joe's. It's about who can get the right. job done. It's not about it's not about who's been there the longest. It's not about who's been the two. And you know, I, I'm this. I'm tired of hearing this too. And and and, and let me go on a soapbox for a minute. And and it's and, and that's nothing against the young man. But I'm so damn sick and tired of hearing. Well, he's a, he's a great teammate. He's been a great gamecock. I mean, he embodies what being a gamecock's all about. He, he'll do anything for the team. Why? Why are we? Why are we congratulating people and commending people for doing what the hell they ought to be doing? Yeah, it if seems like shitty, if he was a shitty teammate, he should be getting reprimanded for it. 
If he's a shitty teammate, he should be called out for it. If he's a good teammate, then, I mean, that that's what you're supposed to be doing. Sorry. Yeah. Well, I, I also think that there's, you know, he, he – I can understand the sad story of, you know, he, he got hurt and, you know, when he came there, he didn't know that Spencer Rattler was coming and he thought he was going to be the Gamecock quarterback for, you know, and, and I, I can understand that narrative, but I can also understand this too. When it comes down to it, Shane Beamer's getting paid, I don't know, $4 million, $5 million. He has to win football games. And I'm yep. not trying to bash Luke Doty here. But Spencer Rattler obviously is a better quarterback than Luke Doty is and can win you more games than Luke Doty can. So therefore, Spencer Rattler gets to play. That's just the way that it is. Now, I don't know if this Sellers kid is going to be the greatest kid ever. I have no clue. I know he looked really good in that damn spring game. And we could talk about how you could overassume on some of that stuff. But as I said, if we're starting a game tomorrow, he's my number two quarterback because I think there's a higher ceiling for him than there is for Doty, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, look how impressive. I mean, this is just a spring game. This is the first time we've seen him on the field. In a, Brock like, not really, here. but in a competitive type situation. Uh, Brock says, saying Doty should leave if he wants to play quarterback is not being a dick. It's being honest and having his best interest in mind. Saying he should stay is delusional. Exactly. That's what these coaches get paid a lot of money for. They get paid a lot of money to have these conversations that are uncomfortable with young men and tell them, like, look, I'm sorry, but this other guy is a better player than you are, and we're in the business of winning games. This is not the uh, the church league. We're not, we're not out here where everybody gets to play three or four minutes. No, you have to win your spot here. And right now, in my opinion, he's QB3 at best. And maybe uh, with the kind of athlete that he is, maybe he could get some time as a wide receiver. Who knows? Well, apparently, we've already lost one to the running back room. So, yeah. Well, but see, and that's the there thing. Look at, look at Joyner and look at, look at what he did. He was basically told, hey, you're not going to be the quarterback. So he went to play wide receiver. He just wanted to be on the field because – he wanted to be on the field as a Gamecock football player, so he took whatever the hell it is they would give him. That's being a great teammate, in my opinion. Exactly. Now, if Will Muschamp told him he was going to be the damn holder, <laughs> he might, he might have, he might have decided to uh, peruse other interests, but that's right. not what happened. <clears throat> so, yeah, there's that. But um, I, I think uh, Mayhem Matthew says Doty could transfer to Florida. They need a quarterback. Look, I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but Doty is not an SEC quarterback. He's had an opportunity. He's, had, he's been given a shot to be there. And look, if, if he were better than Spencer Rattler, Shane Beamer would play him. I mean, he could go to Florida and be a bad quarterback. Yeah, sure. I mean, they, that means they already have that. Mm. Oh. Oh. So anything else from the spring game you want to go over there, Jackpot? No, I mean, everything – I mean, it went kind of as I expected. Now, um, 
with the Dak Joiner with him running the ball, it, 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 he looked to be a little bit uncomfortable at first, but then kind of got into a little bit of a groove. Um, it looked to me like he's he's doing he's having to fight for yards, right? A little bit more than you know. If we could just see, I like to see some holes opened up. But well, yeah, yeah, that's. Maybe they should get him into a position sort of like they had with um let's use Clemson as an example. They they would do things with Travis Etienne where they would get him, they'd line him up behind the quarterback at running back, run play action, have him float two yards down the field, get him the ball that way. That way he's got an opportunity to have the ball in some space instead of trying to run over an SEC linebacker. Maybe that's the better way to get him the ball where hey, you just catch some stuff make a simple catch here behind the line of scrimmage, whatever, and then you can uh, maneuver down the field and display your athletic ability. Yeah, you know, and, and well, not that I would like to take anything from their book, but and this play may totally be scrapped next right. or this season, but um, the Taters will line, um, will line Shipley up kind of um, – like that, and 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 they would kind of pitch him, have a kind of a longer pitch, um, right. where he's kind of split out, kind of wide, and kind of take advantage of that speed a little bit. Um, yeah, get in the ball in space. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So, uh, Thomas wants to know what I think of the Clemson spring game. Uh, you know, I think that it's kind of hard for me to sit here and think that. All right, you're going to learn a lot from a spring game, and I'm not. I'm not holding up for Clemson here. There's still a lot of questions that have to be answered. Uh, I know that uh, they didn't have Riley calling plays, which I think is a mistake. The guy needed some some time to to call plays. The first play he's going to be calling is against Duke, and that's like, you know, why not have him try to call plays against that Clemson defense? That why would was be- he not calling plays? Because Sweeney said when they brought in Morris, he did the same thing with him for the first spring game. He didn't let him call plays. He let him just had him wait. Now, it could be, hey, we're going to keep what we're doing under our hat, which is fucking stupid, in my opinion. But let the guy call plays. Let let the offense get used to him calling plays. So we're going to go out here for all of our um... – Gonna go out here for all of our recruits and anybody else that might be watching and put a shitty product out here just as like a smoke screen so we don't give away plays. That's yeah, I'm with you. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Dumb. So uh, I, I don't I don't I, I I do think uh the young defensive lineman that they got, Peter Woods, that is a big sum bitch. Six foot three, three hundred and something pounds, runs like a long runs like a deer. I don't know. I mean, he could go, but um that might well, be interesting. run like a deer in front of my potato chip truck this morning. I almost hit Bambi. If you hit Bambi, you would just leave it as a yard ornament. Well, it would be a hood ornament. A hood ornament, yeah. That's 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 that's, that's the term I was looking for. Uh, Tristan's being dumb again. He says Clemson won't be contending for anything anytime soon. Really? It's kind of hard for me. Tennessee fans are so special. Just special. Um, anyway, 
so there's that with the with the spring game. Brock Lee yeah. says, I hate how every Clemson spring game is the biggest annual Davo dick ride. It's annoying hearing him talk the whole time so full of himself. Was it he I didn't even watch the thing. Was he was he running around with a <laughs> megaphone or something? So he, here's the thing that, that bothers me with <laughs> with the spring games is that he uses it. I mean, and, and a lot of a lot of schools do this. It's like it really is just like a pep rally. That's all that it is. And it's, you don't, I mean, if you're a true fan, you really don't pick up on anything from it. It's just, uh, you know, it's nothing to write home about, but ESPN gives him a microphone and he's running around, just running his mouth. Hey, they're going to run the slip screen here. They're going to go over the top here. What, what, the, I mean, no one wants to hear that shit. No uh. one cares. And I, for any team, not just Clemson, but any team. Nobody was talking about him and his, you know, his antics, you know, when he runs out onto the field, when he runs down the hill, runs on the field before everybody else. And, you know, somebody wishing he would bust his ass. And, I, you know, if he ever were to absolutely, like, go ass over tea kettle doing that, you know, that thing's probably going to – that thing's probably going to win an SB. Probably. And it will probably be the most memed um, – uh, I uh, screenshotted, shared thing uh, I, ever. I would mix that with the Benny Hill music immediately. <laughs> it just, I don't want anybody to fall and get hurt, but you know, you know what I mean. Nick with a good comment here. I've heard is Birch coming back? Um, well, hey, I've I don't heard know. talk of this. I don't, I don't know well, anything right. about this. We shall see. We shall see on that. I don't know. I think it was a mistake for him to go. But uh, Brock says he was expecting me to defend Dabo. Look, I, I respect Dabo Sweeney for the fact that he brought Clemson out of the mediocrity that was the Tommy Bowden era, and the guy wins 10 games every freaking year. Now, I know the SEC apologists will be like, oh, it's the ACC. I can't help the ignorant folks. The guy wins 10 games every year and is in contention for the conference title. He's won two national titles. I mean, he's considered one of the top five coaches in the country. Now, I know some people are going to be like, hey, I don't necessarily agree with that, but it's just real. After da after uh, Nick Saban, Dabo Sweeney's in the top three as far as coaches that people want. And I know that that hurts a lot of folks' feelings, but it's the truth. But on the other hand, he does do some hillbilly shit. He really does. Some of the shit that he does, it's like over the top. It's like having chocolate-covered chocolate. It's just too much. You don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. And it, it's it's a mess, in my opinion. Kentucky Durham with another dumb comment. Ten games in the ACC is like whipping Grenada in war every year. No, sir. You really, as a Kentucky fan, you play MAC teams. So please shut the hell up with all that. Play your Ohio. Yeah, they and haven't played a, um, yeah, yeah, play. Indiana, 2004. Yeah. Last time that Kentucky's played anybody in the Power Five non-conference outside of Louisville. Not Let's including see Tristan with another comment here. He says, how can you be top five coaches when every single SEC coach except for Jimbo is better? Really? You think that Eli Drinkowitz is better than Dabo Sweeney? Please log off. Log off, sir. Log off. Now, I know that you have this love affair with Josh Heupel 
and you've got diamond-plated knee pads to blow him at the turn of a penny here, but he's better than Heupel too. Tell me about Heupel's national titles. I'll wait. All right? Just stop with that nonsense. There's two coaches, maybe three, that you could argue that are better than Dabo Sweeney as far as in the conference. You could talk about Brian Kelly, which, by the way, Dabo Sweeney owns him head-to-head. You can talk about, uh, you obviously had to put Nick Saban up there in the mix, and then Kirby Smart with what he's done. Everybody after that, it's a kind of a steep fucking drop-off. Stop throwing rocks at the throne, sir. It's not going to help you anywhere. SEC dog is right. Put a microphone in front of him. He won't shut up. He's a hillbilly. That's hillbilly shit, but he wins games. Dabo's throne is an outhouse. <laughs> That's funny. <clears throat> All right, Jackpot, do you want to talk about the uh, the FPI for a minute? Sure. I'm always up for the FBI talk. F- no, not FBI, sir. FPI. I said, I said FPI. Football Power F- Index. Yeah. Hold on, let me respond to this stupid comment here. Dabo lost the coaches that won him championships. Heupel actually played and won one. What are you What are you talking about? Did he coach and win a national title as a head coach? Okay, let me help that's, you. That's Tennessee, apples to pomegranates. Yeah, Tennessee beat Alabama last year, and I know that you guys threw your goalpost in the water, okay? But you don't get a national championship ring for that. That's not how it works, sir. Not how it works. All right. So when we look at the FPI. Tristan uh, over there with another bright comment. He said, Ryan Day is trash. Who would you rather? Who would you rather? I'll take Ryan Day over Heupel all day today and twice on Sunday. Absolutely. Absolutely. He is a quarterback. I said said this about about Kirby Smart and caught shit. Josh Heupel is not a top 25 coach. Fuck him. You know this guy, this guy that Ohio State, this this new kid um, that's taken over at quarterback. I can't name, I I forget his name. McCord, Kyle McCord. (laughs) Yeah. His name. You know this guy, you never heard of him. You know this guy will throw for 4,000 yards. I mean, because that's just what they do. Yeah. All right, so when we're looking at the FPI, sir, number one team in the country, according to the FPI, is Ohio State. Uh, I mean, okay. Is Ohio State going to run out? Are they going to run up to the line this year and, and snap the ball real fast and, and, and throw it before everybody's up off the ground and then they're going to come and run back again? They're going to run back up to the line real fast. and um, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Alabama's number two. God damn it, jackpot. Alabama's like number two. Chinese fire drill. SEC Dog says, Rob, this we can agree on 100%. Uh, the Baltards think they're back. Reminds me of Butch Jones after year two. Very good, sir. R says, uh, show Tennessee some respect. They're the champions of life. <laughs> Champion. We're going to leave that up there for a bit. Good comment, R. Good comment. You know, after um, uh, well, after the uh the, the Gamecock Tennessee game this past season, when Uncle Lou uh made a video about that, you know, he even he he said, speaking of him, 
that he said that th this season, he said this is turning into nothing more than whatever it was, 2016 for Tennessee. He said, well, you had a great regular season. You lost a terrible South Carolina team then, and then you lost to Vanderbilt. He said in 2016, led to Butch Jones being fired. <clears throat> yeah. He said it. Well, y'all, they're the champions of life, Jackpot. That's all I know. Uh, let's see here. We've got uh, Georgia at three, LSU at four, Texas at five, Michigan at six, Southern Cal at seven, Clemson at eight, Notre Dame at nine, Penn State at ten. Yeah. What do you think of that? Mm, why, why? Why is Texas so high? Why? You know, I don't, I don't understand the love for Texas either, Jackpot. I don't, I don't get that. That's another team that. Uh, that's another one that's you know, kind of like Texas A and M. You know, it's you know, it's we're uh, all predicted every season to do great things, right? And it never materializes. Uh, I will give does. you credit for not putting Texas. Oh, Texas A&M is at number 19. But here's the one thing that I don't get, Jackpot. They have at 18, the Florida Gators. <clears throat> okay. When I read that, I thought it was a misprint. Maybe they, maybe they meant to put Central Florida. I honestly thought that because I don't see. Now, this is just their power ratings. It's not what the team has done. But Florida is at 18. Now, let's make sure that people are certain with what they heard here. These are not my rankings. This is what ESPN says about them. Going into the season, they have them as the 18th ranked team in their power index. Um, um, 90, 90 Justin over in the comment section says Texas quarterbacks in the spring game were lights out. Uh, Arch Manning wasn't. Arch Manning looked like a D3 quarterback. If his name wasn't Manning, he'd be at damn Jackpot State playing third string. Jackpot State? Jackpot State. Yep. Nope. nope. Your, your mascot's a hot dog just dancing on the sideline. He'd be playing for the okra. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Well, anyway, that was interesting. A&M at 19. North Carolina at 25. I don't know about all that. And then we move down the list here. Missouri's at 40. And South Carolina is at 42. I think, and once again, you know, I think South Carolina deserves to be a little bit higher than that, in my opinion. Yeah. That's, yeah. I'm not talking like, don't put them in the top 20, for God's sake. But I, I think that... I think that right now, I think that they're better than Oklahoma State with all the guys that they lost. Auburn's at 39. Auburn, I think, is going to be a shit show. So, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna have a tough time. They'll have a tough time over this season. Uh, anyway, that's that's the uh, here's the thing with the FPI though. The opening of it is shit. It really is. It does get to be more accurate once you get to about week six when they basically update it and you, you get a better computer model out of it. But up until week six, eh, we shall see. 
Leonard says he respectfully disagrees with me. Day walked into a gold mine <laughs> OSU and Heifel walked into a dumpster fire. I highly doubt Ryan Day could have gotten Tennessee to a number one ranking in his second year. That's not true. He had he had all kind of issues to deal with there. I mean, you had the you had Urban Meyer who just up and quit on the team. I mean, then you had the you still had the um you still had the backlash from from all the Zach Smith bullshit. And my gosh, that guy had a he had it he had it tough. He, he had, he had a lot of don't shit. You, going don't on, you man. act like he didn't. <clears throat> so He's a there's fucking that warrior. Too. Uh, yeah. SEC dogs, right? It's the media talking heads. Your preseason poll means absolutely nothing. Yeah, but this is like their computer rankings. To be honest with Kristen you, Kristen Smith says South Carolina is going to get rocked. I'm going to add to the Florida fan, which we don't. They don't have a lot of those that come around this way. But I'm going to act to them just like the Tennessee fans act to us because I mean they blew us out last year and. You know, I think that was uh, fluky bullshit. Um, same thing we did to them. So, you know, I'm going to say this to the Florida man anytime I see him. See you, Willie B. in October. See you, Willie B. in October. We're going to hang 60 on you. We might hang 70. Oh, well, yeah, we lost 38 to 6 on last year. What would you really base that on? What would you base it on that we're going to hang 50 or 60 on Florida? I don't know. Let me guess. You don't care. You don't care. Oh, we don't care. We don't care. Holy shit. All right. We're going to take calls. 803-470-2905. This may be the last show where we take calls. Yeah, we'll see. It may be. Maybe the last time we take calls, guys. Who knows? Anyway, phone lines are open, 803-470-2905, May have a surprise. Who knows? <clears throat> uh, Big Barney Ross says, South Carolina has the same problem Kentucky has, questions at running the ball. All right, there's uh, – let's go to the phones. Here. Welcome to the program. Good evening. Hey, it's Chris in Georgia. Hello, Man, Chris. the FBI, they put, they put way too much weight into recruiting on them things. They, they, do, they use a four-year average of your recruiting classes. Right. And that's why, he's, that's why Texas is as high as they are. So Yeah, but respectfully, though, up. under that logic, why is Texas A&M 19? I mean, they had like two top they've only five got recruiting. One. I mean, they've really only got that one good class. The rest of them are like 15, 16, 17. I mean, hell, last year one. I think they were like 25th, their recruiting class. Uh, I don't, I you know, I don't have the numbers in front of me. You may be right, but I know that they had a really good class, and I thought they, I thought they had some good classes and, and I mean, back to back to back. Account, so it, it takes into account your last four years. I, I don't know if it's three years or four years of what the team's done too. So, I mean, like that's how, I mean, with Tennessee's three and seven classes or three and seven season from twenty twenty one, that's pulling them down pretty low. But then an eleven win season in twenty twenty two. Uh, is it bringing them back up and their average? I mean, they're they're about right where they need to be. I think like fifteenth or thirteenth or something like that. But uh, uh, yeah, they put way too much weight in the recruiting class. But you mentioned, I don't know, man. Like, I'm excited for Josh Heifel. I, I, I'm not gonna say he's better than Dabo. That's I mean, Dabo's got two rings, three rings. He's got two national title rings. 
Yeah, and he played for Some, free. So. Someone, someone mean, said that he, he's only better. The only coach in the SEC that was not better than Dabo Sweeney was Jimbo Fisher. Played for three. He played for four, right? I'm not sure. I'm not sure that – which you can say this about a lot of coaches. I don't think if Kirby Smart had got the South Carolina job, I don't think Kirby Smart has the success. He's obviously having Dabo elsewhere. I don't know how he succeeds. I mean, Dabo's just in the perfect place for him to succeed, and he's succeeding. He's grabbing the bull by the horns, and he's doing what he needs to do. Yeah. Same thing with Kirby being back home. Uh, Saban. I remember. Isn't I was, let me uh, real question here. Isn't I, it isn't it a little too early to sit here and say you know what Heupel is a better coach than Sweeney is? It's just a little bit oh, too yeah, early I mean, to say that. Sure. I mean, just I mean, just titles alone now. With Ryan Day, I mean, right, like you just—I know Jackpot was joking around a little bit, but I mean, that dude <clears> did. He was born with a silver spoon in his mouth. He was born on third. Um, he doesn't really—he's got one team to play every year, and he can't beat them anymore. I mean, Tennessee beat Tennessee beat more top ten teams than Ohio State played last year before the playoffs. So it's just crazy to to think that Ryan Day doesn't have an amazingly easy path, and he's underachieving on that path. So and, you uh, would take you if you had, if you had the choice of having Ryan Day or Heupel, you would take Heupel. After this last year, yeah. Now two years ago, I would have taken Ryan Day, but after what they've done the last two years, like, I mean, if I'm going to have a terrible offense or a terrible defense and a good offense, mm-hmm. I like the offense we're throwing out there better than what what race, uh, Ryan Day's putting out there. Okay. But I mean, three years ago, uh, Matt Campbell was you know a. a Top five coach in the country, and now look at him. I mean, it, it, it ebbs and flows. Ryan Day, Ryan Day's got two. This, he's got, I think, what two or three CFP appearances. Uh, one trip to the finals. Right. I mean, uh, their I mean, offense is consistently loss. ranked in the top twenty. Their defense here lately has been the shits, but they normally are pretty decent. Yeah, um, as as Urban Myers' recruits got off that team. That defense with the shit. Okay. I mean, they've got a new coordinator. They're trying to get that shored up. I think. Well, that their coordinator went to their defensive coordinator went to Duke, right? I mean, he's down there running, uh, running stuff at Duke. So who Elko? Elko was no, he was from Texas A and M. Was he a Texas? Yeah, I, he I, Texas I, no, I thought he was okay. Well, I could be wrong. <clears throat> so either well, way, hired the, day, uh, Jim Knowles is the defensive coordinator there. Right. You got. You got boosters that are. Uh, granted, he had his little hiccup this week on the side by side, but you got boosters there that think Brian Hartline is the next big shit, and he's a he's an Ohio State boy himself. And I think they would give him the reins to that if, if Ryan Day lost to Michigan again. Don't, and did you, did you hear that he time. got he got drunk and and, and wrecked his? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I said. His, his hiccup on his little side by side this week, but I mean, hell, look at the stuff. They were covering up for freaking Zach Smith for years, so it's not like that's going to be anything. Oh, that, but, people uh, will forget about that shit. They'll be blaming the cop by the time the spring comes. By the time the damn football season, it'll be, it's the cop's fault. Whoever the arresting cop yeah. was there. But uh, is uh, hey jackpot is? Do y'all have a? I saw y'all off the. I saw your video about y'all losing that left tackle. Y'all got somebody replacing? Are you hitting the portal? I, I mean, surely they're working the portal for something now. Uh, finding an uh, an SEC caliber left tackle in the transfer portal probably ain't gonna find <clears> one. Yeah. So it's like going to McDonald's, you should be able to pick one up, right? Like a Big Mac, they've got plenty of them out there, right? 
No, I think they're out of Big Macs right now. The SEC, the SEC put in that stupid ass rule that, like, I think if they enter the portal after February, unless they're a grad transfer, they can't transfer from SEC to. They SEC. can't transfer like, uh, within the conference. Right. Yeah, Which, that's why Brock Vandergrift's working on getting his degree, and then he'll be a grad transfer. He gets his degree in May, and then he can go to Auburn or Florida so or something like that. With, with that, though, I wonder there's going to be someone that has the balls to sue Greg Sankey and tell him, look, you can't – everyone else is doing this. There's, you know, the transfer portal. The NCAA says we can go wherever you want. Someone's going to challenge them in court eventually on that. And they're probably well, I mean, going to win. They're probably going to I'm win. I'm surprised – I'm surprised nobody's <laughs> challenged the uh, the ruling that says like a kid has to wait till his third year to go to pro. Like, because I mean, oh yeah, kids, that's Brock Bowers could go pro. That, that's uh, age Trevor discrimination. Yeah, that there was talk year. that Trevor Lawrence could have went after his freshman year. I'm not saying he would have been good. Yeah. I'm just saying that, especially at the quarterback position, I think there's there's definitely an opportunity for some of these guys to go after their freshman. Why why, why is it? Why can you do that in basketball in college, but you can't do it in football? Because of the NFL. The NFL has has an agreement saying that you can't, you you have to be, you have to be um, out of high school for three years before you're eligible. So you could literally graduate (laughs) high school and sit on your ass for three years and then go try out for the NFL and play. But until you've been out of high school for three years, Right. Or 21 years old, whichever one's first, you can't play in the NFL. Which is age discrimination. A lawyer would be happy to take that up. Yeah, I, I mean, I'd love to see it get right. Hell, I would love, I'd love to see Brock Bowers ask in the NFL, not terrorizing us. But, well, I mean, uh, like, yeah. like uh, Texas's running back, Bashawn Robinson, last year, I, there was no reason for him to play at Texas. That kid yeah. could have walked on and played in any NFL team last season and been just fine. Yeah. For sure. So, All right, I'll let you guys take some other calls. I don't want to take up your whole hour. All right, see you. See you Thank later, you. buddy. Um, Harry, Harry Leg with a comment over in the comment section. Um, he says BVG graduates in December. So I had to do a double take at that. Um, so I'm assuming he's talking about Brock Vander Griff. But for a second, I looked at it and I said, BVD graduates in December. I'm like, good Lord, how long was that son of a bitch man in school? He's 50-something years old. Yeah, that's funny. All right, well, 803-470-2905, 803 Another, you know, I like to pick on the dumb comments. Another dumb one over here by Tristan. He says, it took Dabo like 15 years to be successful. Uh, hasn't he like, isn't just this year, isn't this his 15th season? Right? So he's there since 2008. So that's wildly inaccurate. Well, I mean, I think Tristan just makes up stuff over there as he goes. Um, <laughs> that, that is the worst. No, but it, it, it goes back to what I said. It's a little bit early to sit here and say, all right, Heupel's a better coach than Sweeney is. Even Chris, who is on the, the the Josh Heupel fan club, admitted that, yeah, maybe that's a little far-fetched. Here, I'll, I'll give you this, though. I would take Heupel over Jimbo Fisher because I think Jimbo Fisher is – he is at the end, in my opinion. So I would take Heupel over Fisher. There you go. Do you think they're going to be disappointing again <clears throat> in 2023? You, with A&M? Well, look, you, you've got – 
you see, they're already laying there. There's a section of of writers and columnists and everything else, and they they want Texas A&M to be good so bad because they want someone other than Alabama or LSU to be at the top of that Western Division, and they see all the money that's there, and they want A&M to be just man. That they they have all this talent. They should be so great. I mean, and I love Josh Pate, but he was putting stuff out about him the other day. They've got they've got this great roster and all this and all that. You know what? Until you can win with all that, I really don't want to hear anything from you. I really don't. Yeah, I, I agree. Welcome to the show. Good evening. Hey, uh, what's up, Rob and Jackpot? I Hello. just wanted to call in. This is Mayhem Matthew. Uh, I just wanted to call in and uh, say uh, say I, I want to make a bold take here. Um, Tennessee will not win 10 games, and it will be a very far-fetched to probably even win nine games. And I'm going to tell you why, and then I'm going to hang up, and y'all can talk about it or not talk about it. It don't matter. But, um, you know, you got to either be well, – if you lose to both Georgia and Alabama, then you got to go completely undefeated with the rest <coughs> of the schedule. Not even 100% that you're beating South Carolina. Not sure who they play, uh, the other team in the West, but Texas um, A&M, huh? Texas A&M, yeah, yeah. It's not even a hundred percent that they beat them either, and um, and then they got to go undefeated with the rest of their schedule. Uh, I don't say that they win ten games, not even nine games. They probably go eight and four, which is a pretty good season. But uh, Tennessee man. Stop overhyping yourself. You're going to be disappointed. <laughs> what are your uh, what What do you think the, the chances are? Do you think it's a long shot that they uh, that they come out uh, week one against Virginia and shut the bed with with Tennessee? Yeah. No, because Virginia Virginia is only returning forty percent of their offense from last season, and their offense was the shits. Now, maybe that 60% they're bringing in can make them 30% better. I don't know. Man, that's some math, isn't it? <laughs> but, no, yeah, it's don't like – uh, Don't you think and, – and, you know, I'm, I'm just, you know, just throwing this out there. Don't you think Virginia is going to be playing with a bit of an emotional chip on their shoulder? Yeah, I mean, you, you can be emotional all you want, but – But this is true. It's not going to take up for the fact that – I think they had one of the worst pass defenses in the ACC last season. I'd have to look up the stats on it. And they're not returning any of their offense. Well, they lost. They, they, did, they, did they beat Georgia Tech? Or they, I don't know. They I don't play, remember. I mean. I know they played. The was, score was yeah, like they had the whole, yeah, they had the whole thing with that shooting last year, which is sad. That's what, yeah. Um, but it's like uh, I'm looking at their – I don't remember what they went last year, but let's see here. I think them and Virginia Tech both lost to Old Dominion. So Virginia finished three and seven last year. They their losses, their wins were over Richmond. They beat the Spiders. They had one ACC win that was sixteen to nine over Georgia Tech. Okay. They lost. Here's 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 the game, the jackpot. They lost in four overtimes to Miami, fourteen to twelve. I remember. Yeah, I, I'm not making that up. I wish that I could. I wish that I weren't. But what was it, Jim Cornette? What was that thing they called one time? Football field fuckery. Football field fuckery. Well, that's, that's exactly that's, what, that's that what that is. That was for sure. 
they lost to Pitt by 30. I mean, they lost to Louisville by 17. They lost to Duke by 21. They lost to Illinois by 21. Oh. They beat Old Dominion 16 to 14. Oh, they did the beat Old Okay. Yeah, and they beat the Spiders by 17. So, look, uh, you know, I – is that game – where is that game for Tennessee? Is it at – is where is it's it? In it's in Nashville, not, wherever the Tennessee yeah. Titans play. Yeah, I, I don't agree with the whole neutral site game, but that's – that should be in just a fucking – They should have an Vanderbilt again let them check her Vandy again. Um, that That's awful, 14 to 12. That's almost as bad as that. Do you ever remember when they? Uh, well, I guess it was. Uh, it may have been his last season at Virginia Tech uh, when Frank Beamer was there. Yeah. That that meme of uh, he, he he was walking out on the field and it shows the score. They played Wake Forest. It says end of regulation. Wake Forest zero, Virginia Tech zero. And he's still out there. God, hard up. They were that they were tied at zero at the end of regulation in a game uh, against Wake Forest, which is hard to believe. Uh, now, you know, seeing the kind of points that Wake Forest puts up now. But, yeah, they were the shits at one time. They were the shits at one time. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Like, I don't I don't think Tennessee's going to have any issues with all that front, but we shall see. And it's like – and it, look, you know, the, I don't think there's one player on Virginia that, that, that you know, puts shock and awe into any uh, – any of the Tennessee players, but we shall Kristen see. Kristen Smith said Tennessee fans hate fucking Nashville. You know, uh, when I went to Vanderbilt, um, I saw a bunch of Ohio State fans in Nashville. Well, yeah. It was like an inordinate amount because we went shopping before mm-hmm. the game. I mean, it, it, this is like early. It's like 11 o'clock in the morning. I went shopping for a, um, a rain jacket and some other um, rain accessories because, uh, yeah, it's raining. Um, <laughs> and, and I, yeah, I saw some in Kroger and, um, then, uh, I saw some in Ross up there, uh, in Mount Juliet, which is a, uh, suburb of Nashville. Crazy. Craziness. Um, anyway, yeah, we'll have more and more as we get moving along here. I'm, I I kind of want to keep an eye. I'm going to keep a copy of these FPI rankings to start the season because just to see how they – there's some boldness there, having Texas up that high. And, I mean, you know, and the more you watch South Carolina, the more you're like, um, you know, this I, I covered that team for so long, and I can remember like – even when they were really good, people were thinking, okay, they're not good. Even when they were winning like that, what the 10 win seasons with Clowney and all those guys, people were like, yeah, South Carolina is still not that good. And they don't get, uh, and uh, we can use Tennessee as an example. Everybody and their brother loves Tennessee after what they did last year. Okay. And yeah, they had a great season. Oh, I know. It's more of a talking about, I'm talking about like sports media in general. Uh, All right. But in the end, Tennessee will get more leeway with folks than South Carolina will, even if South Carolina is a good team. Just the way that it is. I mean, if you look at recruiting rankings, if a guy comes out and he's a five star recruit and then he commits to South Carolina early, the next set of rankings, he's going to be a four star. 
Yeah, it's like going there, and I've seen that happen. I mean, I really, really have. So, so there's that. All right. Well, jackpot. You got anything else you want to go over this evening? Um, I don't. Well, we've had a great show. We'll be back at it on Sunday. Appreciate you guys, and we'll see you later on. <laughs>